Today's podcast is brought to you by BetterHelp. Are you having a mental health crisis because of the way your fantasy team is performing? Four out of 10 fantasy owners will suffer from anxiety because of their performance in the regular season. BetterHelp offers private, affordable online counseling when you need it. Their licensed and accredited therapists are there to hear you explain your reasoning for fumbling your starting roster. Use the code GTPL for 5% off your first session. BetterHelp, get the help you deserve to be happy. And now, let's start the show. Welcome to the Clubhouse Fantasy Podcast for the Georgia Tech Premier League. I'm David, and I'm here with Anil. Anil, a lot has happened since the last time we spoke. It's been a long week. I'm tired of the suffering. <laughs> I'm exhausted. It's brutal. I, I, I had pictured this pod a little differently. I kind of had to modify some of my plans although Austin tried to kind of spur me on but um yeah I don't I don't really know how we got here do you do you feel like this podcast is cursed yes 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 because what I drafted I had this thought and I mean it was backed up with data and all this shit that I had the best team. Seriously, like I was so enthused coming out of that draft. And ever since we got on this Zoom to record this shit, it's <laughs> been a downward spiral. And I don't know how this happened, but you started talking about superstitions last week. And now you got my head all fucked up, David. <laughs> it's unbelievable. It's almost as if like, the fantasy gods look down upon us and they said, oh, you guys, you guys think you're showmen? You guys want a show? Here's the show for you. You both are 0-3 to start the season. What god did I piss off? I just don't <laughs> get it. You know, like, I just don't fucking get it, dude. It doesn't make any sense. Like, I, they wake up one morning and I'm just taking a shit and I start reading stuff about Trey Sermon and Bill Belichick shutting down Kamara. And dude, I mean, like, I just don't, like, literally 1259, you know, I made these changes, but, you know, fuck it. I mean, I guess the good thing is that we play each other week four, which we'll get into a little later, but we can't both lose. So maybe this is, this is our defining moment. This will be what the season is remembered for and at least one of us can can move on this is a pride match for me this is is a huge pride match and there's no fucking way we're tying and making joe rice happy that would be absolutely i'll I'll quit the league if we both tie (laughs) well i don't know i think this curse thing might have some merit to it and 
because we have there's some new kids on the block, I think that they should be aware of what they're getting into because they launched their podcast, the the Porta Potty Pod. They launched that last week. And what do you know? I saw L's. They both they caught lost. two fat L's. So I mean, Darren and Michael, you guys better watch out. You know, they're lucky cell phone. One thing could be, you have you ever seen that movie It Follows? No, is it one of your obscure movies or is it a mainstream? It was kind of like like a, one of those like indie horror flicks. Yeah, or something. No. <laughs> it was this movie where like basically there's this monster and it it will literally like follow you around until it kills you. And the only way that you can like get away from it or like uh like have it not follow you is by having sex with somebody else and so <laughs> once you once you literally once you did that the, the monster would start chasing you and so maybe because they launched their podcast the curse is the curse is on oh them now god yeah I, I thought you were trying to say that we need to to take one of them and take one of their kids. I, I don't know where you're going with that. <laughs> I'm just saying maybe oh the curse is, maybe the curse has been passed on. Um but yeah what did what did you what was your reaction to the porta potty pod? It was it was good morning laughter. You know I'll give them that they made me chuckle at a few moments. Yeah. Um, but they're never gonna beat the king so I, I'm not concerned there. Yeah, it was it was cute, and I I give them props for the creativity. I mean, it definitely was out of left field. I thought it was all jokes at first. Um, I think that you know, Darren has that voice. He has that podcast voice. You know, yeah, and Mike Michael is really good at kind of um, keeping the momentum with the pod. He he's really good and quick on his feet, and I think you saw that on the potty did with us um you know it there's a lot of there's a lot of work that can be done and i think maybe you know maybe they need to come over here and you know talk with the big boys um and i would love it, a takeover from the portal potty it, it would be a good combo um so i don't know we'll, we'll see how that goes the door is open boys <laughs> So uh, anyways, on to this week's matchup. I am so ready to get these L's behind me, start <laughs> start the win streak that I know my team is capable of. And okay. I'm sorry that it has to be at your expense, but it's gonna be a it's gonna be a pretty bloody weekend for you. And I think it'll be just kind of an exclamation point on, you know, this is kind of the end of your season. So I'll, I'll just leave that there. I think you're underestimating what is about to happen Sunday in our tight end matchup. Kyle Pitts is about to be fed 15 times, 12 catches, 150 oh. yards, two touchdowns. You can book it. I've read the playbook. Oh. I've been at practice. I know the game plan. This <laughs> Sunday, the tie, you, you, you brought it up to me a month ago or two months ago. The championship teams tend to have the best tight ends. And in this case, you traded your Kyle Pitts. No, no, I have gained 
the best tight end in the league in Kyle Pitts. What has he you will done see. over the past three weeks? Has he, he has shown points? progress. He has shown progress. Clutch third downs. And now you will see him featured. Does he so have a touchdown yet on the season? I, you know what? He's going to give you two just for saying that comment. I already <laughs> told you. I've read the playbook. I've been in practice. I know the he game could, plan. He couldn't do it against the Giants? You know what? We had another plan <laughs> to get that win. We wanted Joe Rice to smile thinking that he locked in his survivor pick. And Matty Ice, with the fourth quarter comeback, stole it from him. Just like the Patriots stole it from us in 2016. And, uh, oh, the cherry on top there is James White broke his hip. And uh, I never wish ill on anybody, but James <laughs> White is somebody I may. So he well, got that ring, gonna, but he lost his hip. I'm not going to cheer at James White's injury, but I will raise a glass to Joe getting knocked out of the survivor pool because of I think both are, are, are I think both are great. <laughs> Fuck I mean, James White. Knowing this week, knowing – your history i wouldn't be surprised if kyle pitts ends up on your bench and you actively <laughs> have him you know, oh, have no. him try to lead you to victory i think i've locked in the right guys here and um how do you know who to start like it seems like your team popped off all over the board and now it's probably just a lot of question marks and a lot of second guessing yourself because you're going to start James Robinson and he's going to, you know, probably give you five points. So I don't even know what you can't get in my head. These mind games won't work on me. I've gone through Uh, Jedi fucking training. I think that there really isn't much that I have to do to get this win this week. It's really just kind of, sitting back and watching as your team, you know, puts up 82 points. I can't believe you're throwing this gauntlet down. It's going to make you look so bad next week. Can't wait to get on here and have that debrief, that (laughs) retrospective of how you just cursed yourself twice. Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if the league is ready because when you, when you take two desperate men and put them in a cage, what do you expect is going to happen? David, I fight to kill. <laughs> I fight to kill. Only one, only one man is going to exit, and it's not going to be pretty. It's not going to be pretty. I can say that. My team has been itching for a statement performance. I've been talking a lot about how high I am in the power rankings, and – I think it's time to really show people what we're made of. All right. Well, I will definitely see you on the other side of it. Um, But I think this might be a good time to introduce our special guest for the week. Today's esteemed guest on the pod is what we in the industry like to call fresh meat. He is the rookie. This is his first year in the league, although he is no stranger to any of us, and he has not hesitated at all to make his presence known in the league. I'd like to introduce 
fellow Atlanta Falcons fan and J.K. Dobbins owner, Austin. Welcome to the pod. Happy to be here, gentlemen. How are you guys doing today? We also have Tatum with us uh, for those listening. Yeah, we are recording this pod with a uh, live audience. He's my my soon-to-be analytics guy. I'm going in house <laughs> this year on. Uh, Are you sure? In the front office and you uh, sure he's not out. your. You sure he's not the analytics guy right now? <laughs> oh god. Oh, yeah. To um, to answer your question, Austin, I think that I don't want to speak for you, Anil, but I'm you know going through the five stages of grief, and I'm I think I'm getting close to the acceptance phase but still just kind of, you know, working through it after this weekend. Um, but anyways, I wanted, to, I wanted to start it off with a question for you. Why did you have to violate me the way that you did this past weekend? Uh, I'm telling you, J.K. Dobbins is the good luck charm of this league. And if you look at the track record, uh, <laughs> Miller had his whole shenanigans there and put up 146. Uh, Joe touched JK first and has put up, well, two team, two team of the weeks in a row. Uh, and so I knew I had to pick the guy up. Uh, I threw on the, uh, you know, lucky charm nickname. And uh, I think it comes down to that, you know, Justin Tucker, 66 yards, absolute good luck charm. Uh, Justin Fields just choking against uh, my defense. Uh, thankfully those two overcame Emmanuel Sanders. 45-year-old, worn-out slot receiver putting up 24 points on me. Uh, so. Well, I, I'm not even talking about fantasy football. You, you had the gall, the audacity <laughs> to send me a bottle of champagne while my body was still warm. I wasn't even dead yet. In fact, I think when, it, when the Drizzly driver showed up, I was still winning. You were. And let so... So I was going to send this on Sunday and I was texting Kyla to make sure that you guys were home. And I was planning to do it after the 11 a.m. games, mountain time. And then Emmanuel Sanders started absolutely going off. I pull, I actually canceled the Drizzly order. I had it queued up. I canceled it. <laughs> so I started getting, I started getting nervous. Uh, but look, I knew Dak was going to come through for me. They need to feed Devonta Smith, but Dak's got my back. And uh you said you wanted champagne in the last podcast and we're kind of talking a little dirt on me. So uh, I, I made one thing come true and, and that was that. The champagne aside, hold on. We got to talk a little bit more about JK Dobbins here. And it's nice champagne, by the way. That's actually, that is nice champagne. Drizzly put a minimum order of 25 bucks on me. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't uh, know but, what this thing is about Dobbins, um, but I want to make sure that I'm first in line on whoever you pass him on to. I don't think you can hoard him for the rest of the season. I think in good faith, you should release him and, and let the highest bidders win. Uh, but it also sounds like some weird crypto scam. I don't know. It's just you're creating value out of completely nothing. <laughs> I, I foresee <laughs> trades coming in for Dobbins. Well, I know <laughs> you're going to have to activate your red shirt and um, in order to get him, so... Is that a mockery at the rules? That was low. No, no, I'm, I'm just, I'm just saying. He's no red <laughs> shirt. What do you mean? He's the dud player. No, he's yeah. not. 
I Neil, I traded Rondale to Darren, and oh and, my and God, David so... put David put Antonio, uh, the old tight end, on my team. I dropped his ass, and I picked up J.K. Goodluck Dobbins, baby. Oh Lord, and I'm and I'm riding this good luck out. No, you can't just hoard. Next loss, I'll drop him. Next loss, I'll drop him, and I'll let the league put some fab out for him. <laughs> Neil would definitely be the person to spend on it, on a player he can't even use. Yeah, can we talk about that before we get into anything else? Neil, $111 on the Carolina defense for 10 okay. points, That was but you pre- sold me yeah, Melvin um, for 40 I have multiple reasons. Uh, multiple reasons. Number one, Carolina at that moment in time, did not have a freak foot break um, by their first-round draft pick. Apart, if he was still on that team, that's a top-five defense. There's enough talent. There's enough speed. There's enough athleticism there to warrant a top-five tag for that Carolina D, seriously. So I wanted to lock him in because I already had the Patriots. I'm just trying to grab a hold of as much market share on top five defenses as I can. Then number two, Melvin Gordon and his 13 carries. I'm sure he'll bode, he'll serve you well. But for me, I have plenty of running backs. I needed the cash because I was anticipating uh, Larry going crazy uh, for Pollard. And uh, I just wanted to make sure that I had a way to, to, to fuck them over a little bit. But you know, I've got more. You didn't even put a bid in on Pollard, though. Yeah, because I changed my mind because I had Pittman and I had the Carolina D. I just needed to make sure I locked in what I needed out of the waivers. And I did. Everyone on my team actually did well this week. It's just that I started the wrong players. And, uh, <laughs> and you know, we're going to work on that. But fuck Sleeper and their reports. I don't know who's making those reports, but that shit's not even – it doesn't even make any sense. You know, it's just one little faux pas, and they want to just label you. You know, benching Alvin Kamara is not a faux pas. It is. You benched your number one draft pick in the Against you put, you put 111 on a defense that Larry bid 40 for. You sold me a. a I thought Belichick would limit him. I didn't think he would get in the end zone. I, I didn't know, think that at all. It didn't make any sense. There's no explaining it. Anil is full tilt, and that just kind of is what it is. Yep. Well, I'm open for business. It's just <laughs> that I don't even see a viable keeper on anybody's team. They're all trash. Every single one of them. What about Michael Thomas? No. Michael okay. Thomas. Okay, Six you guys around. are marketing. Okay, next, you guys are marketing your teams now. This. What do you think this pot is for? <laughs> why are you Why are you getting all anti rulesy with us? What are you a spy? What the fuck? Uh, I I also do want to talk about some of, and I know I'm sort of taking over here, but I I do want to talk about the trade debacle and and um the sort of scary G and Putin like uh commentary that happened after I made the trade with Darren. Uh, because Anil, I know you threw out something uh, regarding this trade not being approved yet. When Darren is probably in a meeting, can't can't drop a, a red shirt, can't activate a red shirt, uh, and you're mad at me for making that trade. You you were about to block that. Um, I, Anil is a lot of bark, and 
I think that it was a sloppy trade on Darren's end. But and I, and I made it clear no one was gonna get screwed over. We were simply making it clear that uh, we're not gonna just let the trade go through until a little bit of an assessment. Joe, David, and I huddled together. Joe laid out the bullets finally, and uh, and we were good to go. You know, there was no issue. There was no issue. No, no sliding here. Don't worry. Uh, okay. Well, and I, I was. Worried. I think that this type of behavior is very frequent in our league when big moves are made. There's a lot of uh, a chatter going on in the background, regardless of kind of the conclusion of whatever goes down. But I think that transitions kind of into one of the questions I wanted to ask you, Austin. I think you've kind of entered the league at one of the one of the the best moments in the league's history, and probably one of the worst moments. It's one of the worst moments because I guess obviously two of the you know typical contenders in the league are underperforming this year, um, but it's also one of the best moments because I think we're having the most fun we've ever had in the league. So I got I wanted to get your kind of assessment of sort of the geopolitical landscape of the league and and what is you, uh, what do you think about it? Uh, yeah, I, I, as you guys have known, I've been trying to get into this league for years now. Uh, I think every time I would see you, whether it's me back in Atlanta, us at a Falcons game, I was in y'all's ear about dropping Matt Fields and getting me in. I, di- I didn't want to necessarily push to, to have discussions on a 12-team league. Um, and so, first of all, excited to be here. Um, RIP Matt. Uh, love him. Haven't talked to him in five years. Um, uh, the league, it's, it is a lively league with a lot of characters. And I think, um, you know, it sort of meets all of the personas are here and, and it meets what is an exceptional league. And just, just looking down, if, if you guys don't mind, I, I want to sort of look at these standings and give my thoughts on a handful of these personalities and teams um and as it stands right now i'm, I'm looking at the uh, standings that just came out today you've got jp at, at the top of the league and the man makes rockets that are going to mars and it's very likely his team goes to the moon very solid team smart drafting great tight end great wide receivers ezekiel elliott's coming into his own i think jp is a real real contender here um you know, I look at little Joe, RIP CMC. I think he'll come back. Um, I'm not worried about little Joe here. Uh, Monica is due pretty soon. And I think, <laughs> I think Do we he know what a... hospital he's zoned for. Wait, that's, I don't know where you're going with that, but what, let me, let me finish. My thought is, uh, the, the, a few things happening with little, in little Joe's life. First of all, He's going to, he's going to be getting an hour of sleep, you know, as soon as, as soon as little, little Joe is born. Uh, He's going to be out of his, out of his element. Monica's yelling at him when she sees him on his phone, checking sleeper. Um, His priorities are going to shift. And I think we need to figure out that due date, not only to send him gifts, but to send him trade offers. I think he's going to just absolutely be drained, tired. And and I'm, I'm not worried about him. 
I like this. Keller, take. I like this. Take. Yeah, and 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 Keller, this, both podcasts are shitting all over Keller, but Keller has an incredible team. I, it's a wide receiver league, and you can argue, you can argue uh, me on that one. But Keller's team is stacked with wide receivers. If I were him, I would probably trade to de-risk Chubb or Swift. Um, but love his team and, and and can't say anything bad about the guy. Uh, he is getting married. We don't know when that's going to happen. Planning will take a lot of his time. So, you know, keep an eye out for that. Keller, come to me for a running back. You need one to set you over the top. Just shop with me, baby. <laughs> um, the, the next one, and this is, this is going to be controversial. He's probably going to reach out to me, is, is Big Joe. Uh, Big Joe's coming in at number four right now. Um, the arrogance this guy has in our sleeper texts. I mean, I, I don't think it's anything against him or how he was raised. I think it's just him being a shitty Patriots fan. Like that team, <laughs> a team, I mean, a Boston fan, all of those fucking teams have won every championship multiple times. Um, and the amount of times I have to check what the odds are in Patriots 12 and a half plus wins this year is, is getting annoying. This guy is this, he's delusional on the Patriots. Um, but I think he has a scary team and I don't know. He has no depth though. He has no depth, but the one thing I, if I remember, it's been four years since I've been in fantasy, but every team has that one like lucky element where they get like a fourth to sixth round draft pick that becomes basically next year's first or second year draft pick. And that's Cooper cup for, uh, for Joe. Now Cooper has injury issues, but Dude, he's, he's hedging that JK ACL tear with Cooper absolutely going out of his mind. Um, and so I think we're going to have to weather the storm of Joe talking absolute shit in the sleeper texts, um, which is unfortunate, but he's got a good team. Um, and hopefully I can, I can ride out that JK luck. Um, next, and, and these are really fast because we're starting to get to the bottom of the barrel here, but uh, Mike Miller. Um, again, similar, to what I've, similar, yeah, you know, similar Trash. to what I, I, I've seen before. The guy has like seven he's kids. He's a Bolshevik. Yeah, he's got like seven kids. Um, you know, a man of faith like me. So here's what his Sundays look Get like. on a TV show. He, he gets, he gets his eight kids up out of bed, you know, make some breakfast. He's not checking the sleeper app. He's maybe making the 1030 church service. He's not back till two o'clock because he's got to go to Quiznos to get, you know, 10 subs for, for the family. And uh, the guy has no clue what's going on in the first round of games. Maybe we're probably going to see him start to, you know, setting, set poor lineups. We might see a bi-week starter at some point. Uh, he's just got too much going on. I'm not worried about Mike. Larry, Larry's in the same boat as little Joe. Um, you know, he drafted Josh Jacobs and Saquon Barkley, and those dudes will never be healthy. And feel bad for Larry. But he's it, trying to survive. He's really trying to just keep his head above water until the day comes where Saquon is, what, the 2016 fucking version of himself? You know how old that shit sounds? <laughs> <laughs> Larry, you got to let him go, man. Um, I, I, <laughs> if you can't go off against Atlanta, I get it. He got you 18 points, but I watched that game. He scored a little lucky touchdown in the red zone. And apart from that, 
he had like 3.2 yards per carry against Atlanta. That's a red flag in anybody's book. Let him go, Larry. He's not going to help you. <laughs> yeah, Larry. I, and you know what? I kind of feel like Larry's becoming a Panthers fan. I, I think he's dropping his Seattle yeah. team. Um, you know, I, I saw him. Uh, it's it's weird. That's weird. But anyway, uh, and then Darren. I actually don't. Darren was the one guy of the league that I actually don't really know. I think I've maybe met him once, once or twice. Uh, I think he has a good team. That dude is about as unlucky as it gets. Um, given his, uh, luck- I'm pretty unlucky too. So a little thing about Darren, he, he, he likes to think that he's a sharp. He, he likes to think that he's a sharp and that he's always forward thinking. He had this whole thing, spiel that he gave me after the draft of the trends he's noticed of this league turning into a passing league and shit like that. And I just don't want to see him in his mathematical engineering ass. I don't want to see him. You know, I like Darren because he's and, a good trade partner. No, he's and There no, are people in this not. league that will send you a ton of trades, <clears throat> Joe, um, but nothing ever comes of them. And Darren is someone that you can work with and That's you can get true. business done. At least with me, he is. Darren. Um, uh, I, I mean, I, I, he sends volume out, but he follows up. And I see people send volume out and then – there are no counter offers or no offline discussions. And so that's one thing I can't appreciate there. Um, and then you two right here, uh, nine and 10, um, uh, Neil, uh, David, I think you have a good team. I think you'll figure it out. Dalvin and D hop, uh, you know, the JK curse hit them this past week and I'm sorry. Uh, Neil, I think you get, I've told you this before. I think you get in your own damn way too much. Um, and so I, I don't know what you're gonna do. Maybe I'll, maybe maybe we can figure out something and, and get JK on your roster. Um, but <laughs> but all of this to say, I think the league is it, it's a fun league. I I tell people we have a podcast, and they look at me like I'm an idiot. Uh, but I don't know another ten person league that would ever ever have a, a podcast. Of, uh, I'm loving it. No, this has definitely been the best season that we've had so far by a lot um so i'm happy about that minus it being at my own expense so yeah i just i'm ready for getting the best keeper the best red shirt and a strong push for 2022 so anyone (laughs) that wants to do business i mean i'm i'm begging at this point send me real offers you know, I'll take a couple of low balls, but don't go too low. Uh, and, right. and just just my own question, in terms of redshirt, what's going to happen there? Yeah, that's a great question. I think there's, I think there's yeah. another discussion to be had next summer. But um, I'm, you know, I think we spoke about this before. Um, I'm opposed to it. I, I was the creator of it, and David sullied it, raped my idea, Oh from the gosh. back, unprotected sex, and uh, <laughs> the, the child, this vile child that is the 2021 edition of Red Shirts is is just, it's disgusting. I hate it. Uh, well, will you guys be discussing it with the ARC? We'll do it at the summit with everyone. We don't acknowledge the ARC. I don't know who the ARC is, 
But if you mean, are we going to talk to Darren and Michael? Perhaps. But, uh, <laughs> but that, that's as far as I'm going to go with that. Let's, um, let's wrap this up by talking about the power rankings. Do you guys we just have did. Any- he just well, went. We through. went down the standings, but that's not the power ranking. It is. It's week three. No one gives a shit. I'm. I'm going to go with the power ranking. I think JP is still number one. Uh, I think Big Joe probably has to be up there somewhere. Uh, no, let's not give him credit for beating the worst team in the league. That's that's true, but he did. He has put up team of the week twice in a row. Um, I think Darren probably I would put high in the power rankings. I would probably I'd put, put Darren me a little. I don't know I don't, why I don't your think... name keeps coming up. There, <laughs> there's no sleeper award for you getting in the top three of your rankings. I'm gonna keep. Sound... I'm gonna. I'm gonna keep saying. I think Keller is. I think Keller has the best team right now. I. I, I it's, it's a. The it's a wide receiver team? league. I think he has the best team. I, I think he's going to start playing Mike back. Williams. He's going to play Mike Williams. He should shop uh, Thielen. And I think he yeah. – I mean, Jerry Judy's on the IR too. This dude has wide receivers out the ass. He should be shopping them for a good quarterback and a solid running back. I think he's got the best team right now and has the most leverage uh, in the M&A market. It's crazy that DeAndre Swift has actually panned out and is like the number two or three. Wait, he, how has he panned out if, if the RB2 is getting a similar amount of points? I feel like he's still putting out. up the numbers, though. No, but what I'm saying is the other guy that I have is three points less than him. It doesn't matter if there's enough volume to go around. I mean, we were clowning this man for having him. I mean, because that knee is not going to hold up. Let's see. I don't like UGA running backs. I'm not a Chubb is a rare case. Sony Michelle trash. What's his face? Gurley. He had his moment, and then something happened. As soon as he comes to Atlanta, I don't know what happened. Now he's not even on a roster. Austin, where would you put yourself in the power rankings? Um, I realistically, uh, I, I'm middle pack. I I, I don't want to come below seven. I would say five or six is probably fair. Looking at my team, I took a big bet on Najee. I knew without a keeper, I had to make what may be a first-round stretch. Went with Najee, went with Travis next, and I don't know. My, my, the quarterbacks thrown to my wide receivers are, are Big Ben and whatever the hell the Washington Redskins quarterback is. So I'm middle of the pack. Uh, this is a young team. I'm getting back into the league. Um, I have a chance yeah, to make the playoffs and and hopefully take some swings. Yeah, I'd probably put you six and put my team maybe like five. It seems pretty huh. reasonable. Huh. Huh. Here, let me uh, – well, I guess we'll settle this. Week 12 is our next matchup, David. Week yeah, 12. I, so I was actually looking at this. I think I play you twice, I play Larry twice, and I play Anil twice, which is pretty oh, so solid. Yeah, Anil, where's your team right now? I, I, it's we, easy we, no, we don't even say. need to ask. We don't even need to ask. Yeah, it's easy <laughs> for me to say. We can only go up from here. <laughs> At least the Falcons got that W, though. But Dallas looked fucking good, dude. Last night, damn. I don't know. Dak looked kind of trash. 
Did he though? I mean, I, I thought he did enough to score. Uh, David David was seven glasses of wine deep and turned it off after the third because he was getting destroyed in fantasy. Dak was looking clean. Uh, big <laughs> big Dak energy. Uh, I I may be wearing a Dak jersey when we're when we're down there in Dallas uh, in November. Disgusting to hear. Disgusting. <laughs> All right, y'all. Well, I think that was some good chatter. Best of luck, Austin, this week. Um, and let's run the outro music. In the arms of the angel, fly away from here, from this